0: Welcome to Active Discourse, multi-platform technology podcast. I'm Bo, and I just want to finish this episode so I can get back to playing my PS5.
1: And I'm Brett, the once again super excited Apple co-host.
0: The never-ending super excited Apple co-host. <laughs>
1: <Yep>. <laughs> and Active Discourse is now never longer than 45 minutes, so let's get a move on. So starting off with follow-up, um, this one is kind of just a long-term follow-up thing that we're going to have to watch for a little while. But Xbox Game Streaming will be is uh, in development for iOS on Safari. So this is how Amazon has gotten around Apple's game streaming conundrum by basically just hijacking Safari, turning it into a progressive web app. And it's a really clever way around the App Store guidelines. Clever girl. Right, right. So, um, I haven't used a ton of progressive web apps on my iPhone, actually, when this uh, was announced that this was in development. I actually tried to go out and find a progressive web app, and uh, it's, it's hard to find. It's not like there's an app store for them. So, I don't know. Have you ever used progressive web apps?
0: I have. There's one uh, called Notion. Oh, uh, Yes. Which very popular it has it has an app, but the app kind of sucked there for a while, so I was using it as a PWA. Um, and uh, so that one worked fairly well. And and Notion actually is awesome. I can give a little shout out to them. It's a it's a note taking app, and it it's got a whole bunch of functionality, and it it looks really good, and it's very usable. So. Uh, that was one that I know of offhand. Yeah, well, I, I guess we'll see.
1: Um, I have not been too interested in using Amazon's game streaming service, so I haven't tried that, but I guess that would be one way to try it as well. So, But related to that, I really shouldn't be using game streaming a ton on my phone because uh, even though the last episode I talked so much about the iPhone 12 and my decision to buy the iPhone 12, um, as you might have been able to interpret through my words last time that I really didn't want to get the iPhone 12. And so I changed my mind again and I went back to my original, my original decision before we recorded the last time we spoke. Um, so real quick recap. Um, I decided to buy the iPhone 12 last time because I wanted a huge battery and I got that huge battery. Um, but I don't know that, the iPhone twelve is a lot bigger than the iPhone ten that I had before. Um on paper they're roughly the same size, but the flat size the flat sides don't really hide the width of it at all. And as I was using it, it just it, it felt too it felt too big. Um honestly it felt like it was harder to hold this than my previous iPhone ten. I don't know. The battery life was quite good. It was dramatically better than my iPhone ten. Um but I returned it anyway because The battery on the iphone 12 was quite good it was so much better that i could only imagine that the mini would at least be pretty damn good um reports came out about the mini saying it's worse than the 12 but it's fine um and so long as you don't really you know play games on it and if you're not on the iphone mini constantly all day long it'll be fine and otherwise just be near a charger and so i decided to get the mini and i love it i absolutely love it um it's smaller, um, but honest to God, I don't notice it. That's maybe the craziest thing about this is that I don't notice the size of the screen being smaller. Does that blow you away that I don't notice the screen size being any smaller?
0: It does a little bit. yeah. It's
1: like half an inch
0: smaller. Yeah, because I, I think I you know when I got my S9, I think at one point I compared it to one of my older phones and and I was blown away at how big the S9 seemed and knowing what we, what we came from back in the the old days um so it, yeah it is a little bit surprising that uh you don't notice it that much
1: I don't yeah like and I when I use my iPhone 10 again it feels like the plus did uh many years ago it just it feels huge and I can't even imagine holding the iPhone 12 max these days I just can't <laughs> I'm happy with it. And honest to God, the battery life has been fine. Um, maybe I end the day at about 30%, sometimes lower than that, sometimes higher, but overall, eventually, I'm just going to forget about it. Like, I'm just going to use the phone. And it's just going to work. And recently, when I've been, you know, going to the grocery store and whatnot and plugging my phone in, it takes about like 10, 10 minutes or so to get there, 10 minutes or so to get back. And that gives me an extra 10 to 15%. Um, it's a small battery, so it charges fast. It charges really fast. So, uh, you know, if I leave the house or if I just put it on a charger for a little bit, it's not a
0: problem yeah i think like a portable battery too uh if you're ever going somewhere where you need a little more juice
1: right yeah like maybe a long hike or something like that i don't know but i i I love it
0: i really i i stopped at best buy when i picked up my playstation 5 uh, which we will be talking about shortly and i saw the iphone mini there and i really love the aesthetics of it it's it brings back that kind of old school iphone 5 um squared edges look Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. it's probably the greatest looking phone design that there has ever been (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep and it feels like
1: it it feels like the iphone 5 as well the iphone 12 was reminiscent of it but this sized iphone mini absolutely feels like the iphone 5 back in the day because of the fact that it's ever so slightly larger than that. So um, as as is a new tradition here on the show, our album artwork kind of has to change. Um, so for the last few months, I've been using the Rightful King album artwork, which is the my iPhone X with Bo's Galaxy S9 Plus. And I just uploaded a photo into the chat for Bo to see here. And I'm curious to know your opinion because it's. I think this is kind of a weird one here. Um, just like the, I updated the album artwork to have the iPhone mini next to the iPhone S nine plus. And this album artwork highlights the fact that the two phones are not the same size.
0: They are very much not the same size. (laughs) Yes.
1: And it's hidden a little bit thanks to the, you know, magic of graphic design. And I'm curious to know your thoughts on it. Do you bless this as going forward until you buy a new phone?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I just, I'm surprised that, uh, I'm surprised at the difference. Right. It's, it's, it's a tiny phone. (laughs) Yeah. It's tiny. Yeah. So they don't call it mini for nothing.
1: No, they don't. Yeah. Go. I mean, next time go to Best Buy, put the two phones next to each other. It's wild. And Mm -hmm. this is the kind of graphic designer that I am. That is, I mean, if you blew this up to the, you know, the size of those phones, that would be accurate. You could put the phone on there, on either phone on top of this album artwork, and it would be one-to-one. So that is the size of each of our phones to scale. It is not misrepresented. It is not fake there news. There you go. Now, it is real news.
0: listeners, you don't have to go out to <laughs> out to Phone Arena and use their wonderful comparison tool, which you can put any device into and compare the physical size of. We got it right here for you. It really is a wonderful tool.
1: I'm so glad you know about that because I thought I was like one of the only people in the world that knew about that. website. No, I've used tool. it
0: many times. Amazing. <laughs> all right.
1: So that's all we got for follow up today. i um, super happy with my iPhone mini and I will continue to be happy with it for a while now. So um, let's get into the meat. The, the thing that you've been waiting for for so long, all of 2020, you've been excited for this. The PlayStation five <laughs> is finally in your house. And yeah, I mean, is
0: that technically follow-up?
1: Kind of is. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it kind of is. Um, I know. So, uh, how? I guess real quick. I don't have this in the notes. Um, I'm assuming you've noticed the load times, right?
0: Yeah. So the the like the startup speed and everything is super yeah. fast. Uh, very very quick gets you into the game really fast. Uh, like PlayStation Four games though, previous gen games, they're they're still not designed. To take advantage of the specs mm-hmm. on the ps5 so we're not gonna see as much instant improvement as you might think on some of those previous games however a lot of them a lot of the most recent ones will be getting uh next-gen patches that will bring them forward and and take advantage of of things like the ssd
1: so just sheer loading do they not load faster
0: it does load faster but it's not as noticeable as you might think that's yeah that's crazy it's not completely groundbreaking um interesting but it is faster okay menus and everything getting into the game um the thing is that it's the design of the the game installations themselves there's still some kind of movement of files that i think would need to be done and and whatever else kind of technical wizardry they would pull to actually take advantage of the SSD. But yes, mm-hmm. it is faster, but it's not three minutes faster. That said, my my PS4 Pro actually has an SSD in it already. It's not up to the technical level of what the built-in one in the PS5 is, but yeah. there is an SSD in it.
1: You upgraded it yourself, right? Right. Yeah, that's I was I've been tempted to do that on my Xbox 1X as well and now I mean why the hell not cuz it's not current generation but yeah, it's very tempting. So um so what games are you playing right now on your PlayStation 5?
0: Uh so right now i am finishing Dishonored Death of the Outsider. Um and that one I, I'm kind of ashamed that it's taken me this long because Dishonored is one of my favorite franchises. Mm. Uh I tried out Fall Guys, which is kind of fun, but it was a little short-lived for me. I, I might play it here and there, but uh, it's a pretty great time waster. Real quick on
1: that um, one. Um, that one got so popular for, for such a short period of time, and I feel like I haven't heard about them at all in the last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's still pretty big. They're going to have to add some more to it, I think. And I, I think they were... Originally planning on coming out with a second one, but then decided mm. we'll just work on the existing one. Yeah, and uh, so th- which I think is a good idea because it's got a good base. It's just uh, it needs a little more to it. Mm. Uh, it's yeah. it's pretty fun, and it's it's a uh, it's a good time if you're in a party chat or something. the The real talk of the town though right now mm-hmm. with the PS5 is Astro's Playroom, mm-hmm. which is. Mm. Built in, it comes for free out of the box on the PS Five, but no, it's free. I would pay probably thirty dollars for this sort of game, nice because it's it's that good of a game, and so it comes with a whole bunch of Easter eggs in there that are for someone who played on the original PlayStation, uh, the PlayStation Two, the PlayStation Three, the PlayStation Four, and now the Five. I've I've been through all those generations. And this game has all these Easter eggs scattered throughout that reference. Uh, for one, you're tracking down these artifacts, like you find um, an old PS4 or PS3, mm-hmm. or um, the the networking card for the PS2, or the wow. uh, that like L-shaped um, expansion thing where you could hook up more controllers to the PlayStation, I think the original. So you're finding all these artifacts that, that remind you of, of the history of PlayStation. And then you're coming across all these, um, like astro robots that are dressed up like characters from PlayStation franchises. It's just littered throughout the whole thing. So it's just really cool, uh, nostalgia trips, but the gameplay is really fun too. And it, This leads us into what I see your next question is, which is the controller.
1: Yeah. So there's been so much talk about the controller. And honest to God, like when I've been seeing reviews about the controller, I think we maybe even talked about it last time. Um, Basically, this PlayStation 5 controller seems to be the most next generation thing about this next generation so far. And I don't think that Xbox has anything similar to it because the Xbox Series X controller, is essentially the same as the 1X controller and it was a fine controller but it's not mm-hmm. that interesting. The PlayStation 5 controller is very interesting and I'm very curious to hear more about it especially about how Astro's Playroom uses it.
0: Yeah, so the the Xbox actually had they had a shot to do stuff like this because they started having a little more fun vibrations with the triggers the adapt uh it was it adaptive trigger they put a
1: vibration motor in the um triggers of right. the Xbox 1 and it was cool okay. it was
0: really cool right so ps5 calls it adaptive triggers because yeah uh, i think on the xbox they might they might be able to do differing intensities the playstation 5's rumble is actually uh, where it gets the most interesting <laughs> yep so not only can it change the intensity of the vibration it can completely stop you from pulling the trigger at all
1: it's amazing
0: so there's it can change the resistance level of the trigger which means in depending on the game you're playing or depending on the gun you're using the trigger will be harder to pull or if your gun jams you can't pull the trigger at all so in Astro's Playroom it uses all of those things and so there's there's this gun that shoots um shoots uh i guess like a bunch of balls out of it and the, the trigger, uh, the vibration is like a pulse because you can feel like each ball coming out of the, the tube of the gun you're using. Uh, there's, a, there's a claw machine in one part of the game. and I think you, I think the mechanic was you pulled the left trigger to grab the ball out of the machine and then you use the other trigger to squeeze the ball and break it to get what's inside and you could actually feel the point where the trigger would release like which was the moment that the ball broke so it was fascinating
1: that's just the coolest freaking thing i've ever heard i mean like good lord almighty um i want that (laughs) i want that that's cool that's really cool
0: it's really really cool right
1: Um, And I think my biggest question is, um, it seems like Astro's Playroom right now so far is one of the, it's obviously the notable game that does that right now. Um, Do you know of any other games that might be like talking about having that functionality
0: in the future? Uh, Call of Duty, uh, the new Call of Duty uh, was confirmed and uh, that's going to use the triggers so that every gun feels different when you pull the trigger um uh death loop is going to use the a very similar mechanic so that if your gun jams you will not be able to pull the trigger yeah that's so cool yeah and it's not just limited to the triggers that's where most of the fun is but the the whole controller's rumble feels different too um yeah it's a it's a smoother rumble but it's it's um it's it's uh it can feel different in different scenarios and uh it kind of has this 3d thing um like you can actually feel in the controller where the vibration is coming from spatially wow wow Jeez, man yeah because like when i first when i first booted up astro's playroom it has this really kind of atmospheric intro to the game to like really just like hey you're on a ps5 now welcome to (laughs) our world
1: (laughs) that's just the coolest thing ever
0: and um it's got these things like i think they were like coming at you from the screen and so it felt like they were coming to you and you could wow. tell that based on the the vibrations in the controller and wow. i felt myself like stop and look at the controller <laughs> and be like wait <laughs> hang on wow 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 if
1: if developers really continue to take a ton of uh advantage of that that's super tempting that's the some of the coolest stuff i've heard
0: I really underestimated it. I really did not think it was going to be this game changing. It, like it, I don't remember the last time I thought something was revolutionary in terms of the thing I was using to play on a console.
1: This controller is way more exciting than almost anything I've I've heard technologically speaking in a while. It, it feels almost on a similar level to like virtual reality to me. So
0: that's pretty sweet. So just to kind of. Get back into like the ergonomics of it. Okay, the design is much more rounded, so it feels like it fills your hand, your hands better, um, which I like a lot more. the The DualShock uh, Four that came with the PS4 that was uh, that was better I felt than the previous Dual Shocks with the PS3 and and earlier consoles felt because I came from a 360 i had a mm-hmm. ps3 briefly but mostly i was on 360 for that whole generation yeah and that that controller felt you know it was rounded a little bit and it fit in your hands very nicely yeah uh the the dual sense here with the ps5 feels a lot like that it it's and the hardware design is really really good too because the lights are more subtle it's got USB-C this time around, which is awesome, mm-hmm. and it has a microphone built right into the controller with a mute That's button, good. a hardware mute button. Get you got you love to see it. You do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so the, yeah. the 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 hardware mic uh, mute button uh, lights up orange when it's active, so you can tell when it's muted. It's got a speaker built into there, which some games use. Um, it still has a headphone jack at the bottom. Yep. The, the cradle charging this time is a little nicer because in the previous one, it was, um, there were a couple jacks at the bottom and you would have to actually push the controller down onto it. This one is more of like a contact charge. So I have two controllers and I have the cradle for them. So I just set the controllers down on there and you can hear it click into place, but you don't actually have to insert things into the controller like you did with the PS4.
1: do you have any other thoughts on the controller?
0: No, I don't think so. I I do want to talk a little bit about the PS five itself. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. What
1: are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? How big is it?
0: Aesthetically, it's so cool. Uh, The size of it, like compared to previous consoles, it's massive. Like, yeah, if you thought, if you thought the fat PS three was big, this thing is huge. (laughs) It's still less than half the size of a, of a typical PC tower. Um, like the one that we built for me. Yep. Um, well, the one that you mostly built while I sat there and watched. We were, we were there <laughs> together. You bought it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the the PS5, It's it's uh, it looks pure white when you see it in pictures. It's actually not quite as bright white. Uh, it's a little okay. bit kind of an off, almost like a, I don't want to say gray because it's not nearly gray, but uh, it's more of like a matte finish than you might have thought. Ah, oh, that is surprising. Okay. It's a really nice texture. Yeah, it's it's definitely not a little guy. It's mm-hmm. huge. It's uh I have a I have a couple cans of my LaCroix here, which I'm still on that kick. And yeah. it's about three maybe three and a half cans high. What
1: <laughs> if a great that gives metric. you some Yes yeah, three and
0: three a, and a half, half cans. Three and a half uh <laughs> The cry can. Oh, what are these twelve ounce cans? Yeah, twelve ounce, typical twelve ounce cans. That's fantastic. So it's
1: about that high. Got it. <laughs> <Yes. And> high. <laughs> yeah. yeah high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. So are the are you are you playing any games that have sixty fps? Um. I'm assuming that's happening, and I'm assuming it's good. Can you notice?
0: Astro's Playroom would be uh sixty fps. Yep. Do you notice it much? Yeah, it's really smooth. Anything beyond that, I don't really have displays that are going to take advantage of things like that. But it does have the ability to do 120 frames per second. Right. Uh, Until I get a better screen, I won't be able to take advantage of that. Right. Right.
1: Yeah, same same boat. Someday, I, I mean, I obviously don't have anything that can do 120, but when I do get the consoles, I will also probably be looking at a TV to be able to display 120 and actual 120, not fake 120, which is apparently a, a very hard thing to find out. So, All right, so what other games are you looking forward to in the future on this device?
0: I'm looking forward to several. Um, Deathloop uh, looks really cool. Um, that one's from Arcane, which uh, they're devel- the developers of Dishonored and Prey. Dishonored is one of my favorite franchises of all time. So really looking forward to what they do with Deathloop, which looks like it's it takes a little bit of inspiration from it in terms of kind of giving you the freedom to complete things however you want to. And then there's... God of War, Ragnarok.
1: When does that come out? Um, it, I'm surprised it's not a launch title.
0: Yeah, that one's not a launch title. That one, I don't think there's a firm release date yet. Let
1: me... And while you look that up, um, I'll introduce you to another thing that you have on there, which is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And um, that's definitely a game that I will probably be digging into relatively relatively soon, whenever I can find my time to sit down in front of a TV again. Um, I've always loved the Assassin's Creed games. Um, that's actually... Uh, a game series that I experienced in 60 FPS. Um, that was the only one of the big game series that I played on PC for a little while. And when you play on PC, um, you can get you know 60 FPS or higher um, very easily, actually. And so I played Assassin's Creed Origins on PC and at 60 frames per second. And then I played Assassin's Creed Odyssey on Xbox and that was at 30. And that was night and day, and I would really rather never play an Assassin's Creed game at 30 FPS ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so it was quite nice to play it on 60.
0: So Ragnarok, I checked it out. There isn't uh, a confirmed kind of release date as far as I can tell, but it is 2021 targeted right okay. now. So we'll have to see when more specifically that will release. So some other things, some other games, there's Kana Bridge of Spirits. And uh, that one looked really graphically impressive during the launch hype.
1: Was Cana Bridge of Spirits the game with a cat? There was a game with a cat that was introduced around um, June. And it looked very interesting. I can't remember what game that was though. (laughs) Uh, There
0: was a game with a cat called Stray where you literally are just a cat. Oh, okay. Let's see here. (laughs) If that's the one you're talking about.
1: I don't know if that's it. Uh, Stray, huh? No, that's it. Yep, that's it. I might be getting a PS5, man. Someday okay. I might be getting a PS5. It, I I want me a cat game and if that has all the controller gadgets about it. Oh my god.
0: Oh my all god. Right. Well, I didn't expect anyone <laughs> to be so excited about that game. Flew totally under my radar.
1: <laughs> um there's a there's a buddy at work of mine who I think he he showed me the tra- I think it was the trailer for Stray, otherwise it was something else, but I'm I'm seeing a bright beautiful trailer for stray right now and it's got all sorts of colors and that feels right to me because anything super shiny and it has a cat in it uh that's great and you know the, the controller just puts me over the top probably so um i honestly <laughs> god unfortunately someday might get both um just because of the fact that i'm not going to be able to avoid fable on the next generation xbox either so true uh, i don't know <laughs> all right well the Bright, beautiful future, especially with bright, beautiful stray cats. Yes. <laughs> I guess. Yep. I guess. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> so, like, it's kind of interesting looking at this list, then, and I, I see Returnal and Deathloop, and they both, now that I think about it, kind of revolve around this idea of dying and then returning to where you were mm. and then trying again. Uh, so, Deathloop is heavily based on that premise because like uh, you kind of keep what you learn during that life. Oh, cool. It's the game mechanic is you die repeatedly and you have to work around it. Uh, and Returnal the based on the trailer what I saw was that it's based on that same thing. Your character dies repeatedly and so you're returning mm. and progressing so i wonder if that's uh this gen's uh you know how there's always like movies that are the same that come out at the same time
1: (laughs) well that's that is that is interesting that you spotted that about especially because it's you know the games you're interested in because of the fact that there's so many i mean there's a ton of different games out there like
0: man if there's if there's one mechanic you can put in a game that will get me to buy it it's time travel and this is this is nearing on that concept so (laughs)
1: Well, this will definitely be a long-developing story, honestly, a many, many year story. Yeah,
0: seven years or so. (laughs) Okay,
1: we'll try to knock out another topic, another quick topic here, and uh, we'll get get you on your way back to PlayStation 5 here, huh?
0: I got things to do.
1: (laughs) Right, right. A couple years back, I'm sure you remember a world before uh, Solid State Drives or SSDs, as the kids call them these days. And in this world, you could physically hear your computer spooling up every single time that you needed to operate. And when SSDs came around and people started using it, loading everything seemed near instant. Like you could boot your... Previously, you needed to boot your computer. It took about like a minute, maybe a minute and a half or so. And then all of a sudden, your computer booted in 10 seconds. And you're like, oh my God, what changed? And SSDs is what changed. This. This was a clear turning point in computers and um, something that everyone needs to have. And nowadays, it seems like almost everyone does have SSDs in their computers. It's just kind of the way to go. Well, unexpectedly, in November, I believe, and a lot of other folks in the Apple community believe, that there's a new exciting technology that's so very similar to that. And it is in my hands as of now. Um, Apple released a new collection of Macs that is the start of their transition off of Intel processors. So they are migrating off of Intel, as they as we talked about in June. They have a slew of technologies um, that helps make this work, essentially. A couple of those technologies is like a translation layer. Apple seeded hardware to developers over the summer to get uh, apps up and running uh, over the course of the summer and then also apps that shouldn't work just work apple released a new set of uh laptops and a mac mini in november and um now they're starting to get out to people these days um real quick before i continue can you hear me just want to make sure my internet connection didn't die my internet connection died didn't it <laughs> no I, I'm, I'm i'm fucking <laughs> <myself>. oh, <laughs>
0: you scared the shit out of me <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah, I heard everything. Okay. <laughs>
1: Over the course of summer, the Apple community has kind of been speculating with what in the world would these things actually look like. Um and everyone generally understood that they would be they would have really good battery life and that they would probably be pretty damn fast, but these things are fast as hell. Um so I'm going to run some benchmarks here real quick for you, for you. So, single core and multi core, two different benchmark specs very different results the previous macbook air that i had in my house from 2012 old macbook but it's maybe what someone has today it scores 500 the mac mini that i have scores 1100 and the mac mini is fast it's about the same speed as the top of the line 16 inch macbook pro that you could buy today for like three thousand dollars or $2,000, whatever. Spec it however you will, it's about the same score. And then the previous fastest Mac was the 2020 iMac 27 inch and it scored 12500 The MacBook Air, which costs $1,000, scores 1700 So it's roughly three times faster than the old ancient MacBook Air that I had. It's nearly twice as fast as the Mac Mini that I have on my desk and it's Roughly fifty percent faster than any Mac prior to it, so it's fast. It's really fast, and that's single core. It's doing one thing at one time, and it goes really fast. Multi core is also quite popular. So the same same devices as we talked about before. The MacBook Air, uh, the old MacBook Air scored one thousand one hundred. The Mac Mini scores five thousand five hundred. Five times faster, literally five times faster. The MacBook Pro, the fastest available MacBook Pro 16-inch that literally does cost like $3,000, $6,900. And then the MacBook Air, again, costs $1,000, $7,300. So it's faster. This $1,000 computer is faster than the $3,000 computer from last year. And then Mm -hmm. previously, just for comparison, the next closest Mac is the iMac Pro at $8,000. This thing's ridiculous. <laughs> this thing's absolutely ridiculous. And it doesn't have a fan. And the processor, I believe, is 7 watts, which is how fast my iPhone charges. So it uses the same amount of power that my iPhone uses to charge. And it's almost as fast as an iMac Pro. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I have a um, a power meter on my Mac Mini right now. And I can see how much power it's using. Right now, mm-hmm. as I speak to you, it's using 29 watts of power, and it has the capability to go up to 110 watts of power. So this Mac Mini is a pretty fast Mac Mini. I love the damn thing, but I don't know. It's it's wild because the MacBook Air that I did get because we did get this MacBook Air, um, and I'll tell you about the reasons. But basically, it uses <laughs> it uses dramatically less power than this mac Mini that's sitting on my desk and yet it it's so much faster it's absolutely insane
0: that's super impressive yeah those things sip while they throw out insane amounts of power that's really cool it really really is um so basically so we got a new macbook
1: air and and really the in general reason being is uh, our lives are changing a little bit these days and um Margo is using my Mac mini a little bit more these days. Um, and that's mostly because finally our 2012 MacBook Pro showed its age and basically died. Um, there's enough she, she's doing some pretty intense work in Illustrator these days and the Mac the 2012 Mac Pro wasn't cutting it anymore so we uh, we're trading that in and uh, taking some dollars from Apple. And I will also be using this MacBook Air as well. so she's using the Mac mini a lot these days. And that was my development computer. And so we're going to kind of share both computers. Some days I'm going to use the Mac mini. Some days she's going to use the uh, the MacBook Air. Lately, I'm using the MacBook Air because of the fact that the Mac mini is connected to a larger display and she wants to use the larger display. So yeah, we got a MacBook Air. Uh, we got the eight gigabytes of RAM model and we upgraded to a terabyte of uh, storage base because it's going to be in our home for a while. So
0: yeah, because its base is 256, correct? yes and
1: i'm still a little bit mad that apple does that but yes 256 yeah. is the base
0: i mean i don't know for someone like steph uh, she probably would be okay with 256 gigs but for people like you and i no way would we get by with 256 <laughs> <laughs> so i've had it for three days And it's completely
1: set up. I've been able, I was actually able to develop a very simple timer app on it just this morning and I've been able to use it and I have some impressions. Obviously we talked about it being fast and back in the summer, um, the Apple community basically had an understanding that battery life was going to be insane as well. I also have a MacBook pro in my life as well from work. I'm fortunate that my work gave me a MacBook pro, a 15 inch 2017 MacBook pro. It's a nice computer. I quite like it a lot. Um, it's always in the docking station. So I've basically totally forgot what it's like to work on a modern MacBook pro, but it's hot. It's always hot. That MacBook pro is always hot. It's, it's connected to the the dock constantly. And when I wake up first thing in the morning, I, I don't know, just every so often I, you know, pick it up and put my hand underneath it and it's hot. Like it's almost uncomfortably hot and I haven't done anything with it yet. You know, it's it's always warm at the very bare minimum. It's warm to the touch, even first thing in the morning. And then when I start to use it, it gets hot. You hear the fan constantly. And this MacBook Air has hardly ever gotten hot in the three days that I've used it. And that includes initial setup, which includes installing everything. And I install a crap load of stuff on these computers. So it has a ton of crap installed on it. And it got hot. It got a little bit warm. It got a little bit hot during initial setup, but not that bad. Um, during my long Xcode session today. It was warm, not that bad. And it doesn't have a fan in it, by the way. I don't know if I've even said that yet. It does not have a fan in it. It is essentially like an iPad. And the battery life is very similar to an iPad. So even when it got warm, that long Xcode session that I did today used about 25% of the battery. All initial setup used about 40% of the battery. At no point, either today or during initial setup, did I have to plug in it's just chugged along and it's like i don't know we got all sorts of battery life don't worry about me i got this um and then just day-to-day use maybe it's like five percent per hour it hardly uses any battery at all and it yeah. reminds me so much of the ipad where they, they advertise like 15 16 hours of usage on this and it's absolutely accurate <laughs> so yeah. it's more than a days uh work day's worth of use on it it's really cool
0: Yeah, I read up on uh, the review from Ars Technica, Mm -hmm. and they played Westworld on it and binged it at 4K, full screen at max brightness, max volume, and the reviewer gave up and shut the laptop off after 10 hours, at which point it still had 13% battery remaining. Yeah, it's, it's wild. It's <laughs> that's really, wild. really impressive. The reviewer oh, yeah. here is talking about how that's like that's enough to last you on an international flight from U.S. to Europe when you're binging 10 hours of 4K Westworld. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> that's it's awesome.
1: It, it's absolutely nuts. So and I guess what's also pretty amazing as well is that it, there's very few bugs as well. Um, and I can't tell whether or not these bugs are bit related to Big Sur or if they're related to the M1 processor. I haven't used Big Sur on any other devices, but I know that it's kind of buggy. My Mac Mini will remain on Catalina for a while, especially since my wife's going to be using it. And I'd rather her not complain about bugs. <laughs> so
0: I know that feeling.
1: Yes. Um. So let's let's see here. Uh, I'm going to say this is the bug that is annoying. As I talked about earlier, I did a, a small coding session today. I was in Xcode. I was browsing the web and listen to music as one does when they are working on programming and so whenever I would run a build my music would skip and this seems like a bug that we fixed in the 90s that we can listen to music and work on other things at the exact same time it, it really feels like Xcode is pinging the processor so hard that it's shaking everything else on the computer and just saying nope you have to stop now because I have to work on Xcode and then it just goes back to music again it's what it feels like because it was so consistent. Whenever I did something that was anywhere close to hard on the processor, it would stop the music momentarily, like maybe half a second, a quarter of a second or so, but it's noticeable. You can hear it. That was annoying. It's
0: like a CD skipping.
1: <laughs> yeah. CD skipping. Exactly. I expect it'll get fixed eventually, but it's maybe I'll, if it's gets too annoying, I'll listen to music on my phone until it's fixed. Whatever
0: <laughs> Workarounds love it so anyway it's otherwise a
1: clearly next generation device um as we've talked about this episode we've talked about next generation stuff it feels so similar the lack of the fan the high speed and the um the low power it's such a strange concept (laughs) without having a fan so yeah everything just feels so next generation about this device it's great
0: I don't know what you were typing there in your notes. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. I'm for, glad you... for those who can't actually see Brett's notes, he's, he says, Lack of a fan, the high speed, and the low head. Overhead, maybe? I'm not sure what you're <sighs> going for.
1: <laughs> I, I that looks like an autocracked bug, but I don't know. <laughs> you, know you recovered
0: nicely, I thought. So that's that's nice. Right,
1: right. And and then we just have to, you know, <laughs> point attention to the fact that I did something wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's for the it's for the lols. I, I'm I'm kind of tempted I, I mean, Steph is kind of thinking about a laptop. She's got this really old Lenovo that's like a hulking mass of mm-hmm. garbage. And so she's gonna be needing a laptop and I'm thinking maybe the M1 MacBook Air would be a good one for her. I mean, it's 900 bucks, but it seems like it's going to be a lasting device. And I'm also, like, I have no reason to buy one, but the M1 Mac Mini <laughs> is very tempting. <laughs> I have no reason to put that thing on our desk, on my desk, <laughs> but it's tempting.
1: Yeah, that's, that's hard, especially because of the fact that you're not necessarily an iOS developer um you would have to look yeah. into the compatibility um you'd really have to look into whether or not that would work for your workflow and for your uh programming hobby mm. unless you want to get into xcode development with me
0: there's a possibility i you could do swift you know, swift does look really fun uh-huh <laughs> and they're not does. they're not bringing it to me on windows as fast as i would like them to.
1: <laughs> no i don't think they will <laughs> surprise me surprise me the mac mini is a honest to god like that mac mini that uh i think they dropped the price actually i think to 699 that mac mini is faster than the macbook air that i raved about on this episode it it just is cuz <sighs> the fact that it has a uh fan in it so it's it's cool is,
0: so it's allowed it's to not go faster. helpful i know it's not helpful <laughs> i don't need it there's literally zero reason for me to buy that thing and i want to anyway i guess if it helps <laughs> it's
1: not much faster <laughs> <laughs> but it is faster it's not much faster
0: <laughs> whatever whatever
1: all right let's round this episode out with some picks you got a uh, playstation 5 that's call your name
0: yeah i'll uh start us off here i've i started a new show uh which i had in my list for a long time on netflix uh, and I saw that it is, it will be taken off on December 30th. So I figured I got to get moving. It's called Nurse Jackie. It's a Showtime series, uh, seven seasons. And it started airing, I think in like 2005 or something like that. I, I didn't know what to expect of it. I mean, it, I had it in my list cause it looked kind of interesting. And I think I remembered seeing trailers or something from it way back in the day. It's uh a show about a nurse named Jackie mm-hmm. Surprise. Hey. And she has to, you know, work around drugs every day while being a you know kind of a drug addict. So nope. that's great. It's yeah, it's a really interesting show. The episodes are fairly short. It's funny but also has uh, some great drama, some great acting, and I, I actually really like the way the characters develop and and the plots, the way that goes is is really interesting so i wouldn't call it like uh one of the greatest series i've ever seen i re- i wouldn't really put it on the level of my Mad Men or or breaking yeah. bad or something like that but it's it's a really interesting watch with uh with some good characters in it so i i would uh consider throwing that one on your list but again you got until december 30th so you better get cracking if you want to <laughs>
1: Uh, related unfortunately there's a lot of shows that are um, moving around on Netflix I I don't know whether or not my pick is going to be off on the 18th or if more gets added on the 18th so it's even less time unfortunately but anyway uh, my pick is Jeopardy because well first of all my wife decided to start watching it and I watched it just passively with her and I'm like oh this is such a great show obviously come on how am i discovering jeopardy in 2020 i don't know first and foremost rest in peace alex trebek yeah respect to the man what an amazing host presence he was he is just amazing so uh, jeopardy is available on netflix um that's how i've been watching it i want to highlight that um alex trebek's final episodes will be airing starting on january 4th 2021 they'll be aired live so you know you can watch it the old-fashioned way and that'll be great. Um, so starting on January 4th, and I will be watching that on starting on January 4th as well. I look forward to seeing his final episodes. Um, and related, also check out Saturday Night Live Celebrity Jeopardy because unfortunately Sean Connery also passed away as well recently. Rest in peace, uh, Mr. Bond. Yeah, what a world. I'll throw in a few of my favorite uh, SNL Celebrity Jeopardy skits. They, it's such a classic series of skits. That's all I have to say about that. Thank you for listening. Um, If you'd like to share any feedback, questions, or topic suggestions, feel free to let us know on Twitter. We are at Active Discourse, all one word. We'll be back in either late December or early January, and by then it's time to start looking forward to 2021 and what exactly we're interested in for the new year. Until then, stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: See you in the next one. Bye.